Okie dokie. We are now recording. Hey. Hey. <laughs> are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm very ready. I need water. Hold on. Inspired by many Saturday morning conversations with some of my best friends, sipping away into coffee crackouts, talking about life. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss when we either made smart choices or most likely didn't, discussing topics all across the board. We're just sharing our experiences, thoughts, and feelings that we hope you can relate to. When I came up with the idea for this podcast, I knew I wanted it to be something you can listen to that feels like you're just sitting here talking with us. So listen and let us know if you can relate. First thing I want to do is introduce you. Yours was super long from what I remember. Like everybody else sent me like one word answers and then I'm like, okay, yeah, that's Aaron's. Yeah. (laughs) So recording with me today, I have a very good friend, Aaron. She's 45 and a Virgo, so extremely maternal. Absolutely. I just realized like most of the closest people in my life are Virgo. Like I have Virgo tatted on me. My son, my oldest son, my mother, one of my oldest friends, you. If I really sat here and thought like thought it out, there's probably surrounded a lot. by strength. Mm-hmm. Yes, clearly I need to be mommied. <laughs> we all like here's all the Virgos. Oh goodness, let's help her Capricorn stubborn ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. So, um, as your career, you are IT point of sales specialist in billing and invoicing for Costco. Correct. Right? Yeah. Awesome. You're a mother of three, a grandmother of one. Oh my gosh. I literally was like, you have three kids? Duh. <laughs> wow. I do. My kids are 27, mm-hmm. 19, about to be 20, mm-hmm. and the youngest one is six. Yeah. And the oldest and the youngest are 21 years apart exactly on the same day. That's so cool. I didn't know Brayden and Shay have the same birthday. Yes, they do. That's lit. I always said God was giving me a chance to do something different, and... It was. And they look a lot alike. Yes, yes, they do. They look very similar. <laughs> yes, they do. That is cool. It's, it's not, doesn't happen very often. Mm-mm. That's got to be super rare to have two kids born on the same day, many years apart. Yeah. Well, we know when air began down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just coming some up. Just nine months. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> okay, oh. All right, so fun fact. Um, that your middle name is Moana. I'm, it is. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you, Disney. Like the movie. Yep. And your father was the village chief, and you were a hula dancer before becoming a mother. I didn't know that. That Watch is the movie. Freaking cool. That's my story. Oh, I love that movie. That's probably why you love me. Yeah. <laughs> my one of my best friends, Talia. Yeah. I think you met Tal a few times. That is like her favorite movie of all time. And she would play it all the time when we lived together. Right. And so the only reason I've seen it as many times as I have is because Tal. And I love it. It's such a good movie. So that name I hated growing up. Mm-hmm. And nobody could say it right. They'd call mm-hmm. me Mona or Moner or any anything yeah, but because they didn't know how to yeah. pronounce it. And so I had my first daughter. And I was like, I'm going to give her that name. So I did. And it wasn't for the right reason. And now I wish I would have given that name to my second daughter because it would have been 
Like, yeah. I don't know. Just something that you can pass down. Yeah. And it's okay for your kids to have the same middle names. And I, I now know that older, but yeah. And that's so Mia. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. And she was mad. She, I was like, well, let's go do a legal name change. We can do that. Yeah. Why yeah. not? We may. Why not? We'll see. I changed my name. I've changed my name three times now. Right? Yeah. It sucks. It is it's faster than you realize. Like, it just happens. And then yeah. you're like, okay, this is now my name. But let's get on to topic. Okay. So today, what we're going to be discussing is guilt versus shame. My first question is, how do you handle guilt? How do, how do I handle it now or before? Yeah. Let's talk about before first, because I think okay. that's what kind of kept me where I was of that um, I did all these things. Do you want me to define it before you answer? So you um, know what the true definition of guilt is? It, sure, because I think it to me it's the feeling that I have from the actions that I've done in Pretty a simple much. form. Almost exactly, yeah. So a feeling of remorse or responsibility for some crime, offense, or wrong, whether real or imagined. Right. That was the most interesting part to me. It was or real imagined. Because right. I felt guilt for things that haven't actually happened or right. have potentially could happen happened. You know? Or let's say, hey, are you, do you want to come over here and you really don't want to go and you say yes out of guilt or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, yeah, I, get I, I, I used guilt to do that. Oh. I hated it. And I don't do that today. But it's the guilt. Like, okay, so the things that I didn't do for my children weighed on me heavily mm-hmm. versus seeing all the things that I did do. And how I handled it before is I just stayed in it. Like, I wouldn't talk about it. I would just, it would run through my, my heart and my mind. When I say my heart, it was like, it was always heavy. Like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Or I can't believe you didn't do that. Like, let's be real. Like, not taking my kids to go my my son like not taking him to the park because he needed to play he's a child and mm-hmm. you know today it's I do all those things I take him out on adventures and we get out and do stuff because I think the biggest part for me in that is doing something different is that I am no longer living a guilty life like I've made that change I always make sure I do the do the I try to do the right thing always mm-hmm. whether and I, I know it's right or wrong. You know, I always knew right or wrong before. Yeah. I just didn't have the right mentality to make the proper choice. So I, I break it down nowadays. It's like, do I really want to do this or am I doing it for them? And I no longer live in that. Um, I can't say that. I was going to say I no longer do it for them, but that's not true. I do it for them now too sometimes if it's a beneficial, like if my kid wants to go to the park, like I don't want to go, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it for him and I'm going to feel better afterwards. Yeah. So... I'm able to break stuff down today, which is never able to do that before, ever. Yeah. For me, with guilt, I usually try and find like an equal and opposite reaction to whatever action is causing me guilt. So if I've done something wrong, I try and do something right. Right. To simplify it in the most like basic sense. Right. Or if I'm feeling guilty about something imagined, I talk it out with someone. It's like my friend Rainy, for example, she's you it like someone generally close to me asked me to do something that I literally cannot do and I called her and I was like but I should do it and she was like Crystal you fucking can't yeah like you you, can't you can't you literally can't and I was like but I could just like 
push through or like maybe I should tell him that like I have some other responsibility aka lie which would cause even more guilt you know (laughs) and she was like dude if you can't do something it's okay to say you can't do something and if they get upset with you because you literally can't do something that is not your fault right and what you just said it's like that's what I do today also is bounce that stuff off of another Mm -hmm. to go okay hey this is what this person wants to do and I really don't want to do it Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to do it, Aaron? Well, you know, and to be able to get called on your bullshit today, yeah, it's before you and I could not be called on our bullshit, right? Yeah, I know I was that not the one, <laughs> right? For real, I was like, yeah, and today I can be because I want that. I want to live an honest, guilt-free life because that where I lived in that for so long, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like, if you can't yeah. do it, you can't. And that's one of my biggest problems today is that I give, 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 give still. That those self-care days I forget about until I get knocked on my ass and go, that's it. Like, you're going to have debilitating debilitating pain from head to toe and you're not going to be able to move. And so that's, <laughs> I try to balance it out. Yeah. So I, I'm still working on it. I'm just going to admit that I'm still super working on it because I am really good at feeling guilty about things that I have no reason to feel guilty. Like other people's actions. Right. Right. I will feel guilty about other people's guilt. If this person over here does this, you're going to sit with me and go, oh my God, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Or like somebody will behave a certain way and I'm just like, oh God, I feel so bad. Like I can't believe they did that. Oh, but at the end of the, I didn't fucking do it. So right. why am I the one feeling guilty? I take on other people's guilt. Uh, it's called an empath. I But it's not even like I'm you absorbing take on their, their feelings because I'm indirect. You do. Sometimes I do. Yeah. I'm very empathic. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it's like literally I will feel guilty and try to fix what they did wrong in my guilt um, right. handling way of I do the right thing because they did the wrong thing. And like for example, an example that I know only you will understand – I have been completely single for over a year. Right. Versus somebody else who was in my life for a long time. Right. If you know what I'm saying. So it's like I try to fix what I see them breaking. And so I had to at a certain point in time realize that like only I can fix my things that I am guilty about. Right. And it's not my responsibility to fix other people's shit. Right. And it's also not in any way do I have a right to assume or project what I think they should feel guilty for. Absolutely. You know? And that's like what I think we talked offline earlier about it, that and it's like my example about my daughter is like loving them separately mm-hmm. because they're both my kids and I love them. And if as sisters they are, and this is just an example, it could be my mom and my daughter, it could be my brothers and my mom, it could be whoever, my cousin and my brothers, it could be you and someone else. Yeah. That whatever you two are going through, I can still be there for each of you individually. And today, it's like before I'd be like, hey, Crystal, do you know about this? And we, you know, bullshit and talk about it versus me going, okay, hold on. We're not going to discuss this person because this person's not here to defend themselves. So today we're mm-hmm. just, you and I are going to talk about it because... Oh yeah, I mean, you us. could have kikied all day. Right. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure to this day, if we weren't the women that we are today, we could go toe for toe. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's, and that's, but that's what's funny. It was like, 
even in the beginning, let's talk about it. Like, this is real, right? There's a, a moment in time. I remember, I'll never forget, we're at the meeting and you were like, saying something. And I remember turning around to your old sponsor and I said, um, let me tell you something right now. Like, she can be who she wants to be right now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to let her be. Like, but I'm going to tell you right now, if she pops off and starts some shit, I'm going I'm to fucking go with it. <laughs> yeah. And that was not in a bad way, but it was like, hey, you know, we were we were still both fresh, mm-hmm. but it was like we had different sides of that spectrum. Like you were affected in one way versus me going, this was this was two pieces of material things that didn't even that weren't mine. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about being in the center and fixing it. OK, yeah, that was the situation that taught me how to these are the lessons that we get. In, OK, so this is what I got out of this. I don't have to be the center person because the center person usually always gets hurt the most. And, you know, when, like I've told you, you know, we may not have been close in the beginning, but there's always been a, you know, a love like, hey, I, I get this girl. Why? Because she's just like me. Mm-hmm. Is she going to fucking listen to me? Absolutely not. Am I going <laughs> to? Why? Because she's just like me. <laughs> right? Just saying. <laughs> but that lesson that I learned was remove myself from the center. Yeah. And it was, it was a hard one. Like, and, but we, but we did walk through it with grace. Like it may not have looked as pretty to some people, but if you think about it, we went through it with grace. A lot more than we would have. Yeah. If it was. Yeah. 10 years ago on Absol- both sides. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Well, not, yeah. yeah, not even 10. Let's talk about three years ago. It would I been. mean, 10 years ago, I was 18 and yeah. that girl was rough. So <laughs> let's just be real. 10 I was like, years what, 10 ago, years it ago, been I bad. was 35 and guess what? Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, we, we had grace mm-hmm. and we, we had a lot to learn and we did it though. It's like, I did have guilt over that situation going like, oh my God, why the fuck did I listen to that person? And why did I do this? Like I walked through it with my sponsor to go okay, I need help. Like, where did I go wrong? You know, and I wasn't even Mm -hmm. on my amends, but I was told how to do a proper amends at that moment because I didn't want to be that woman. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's when I went and I offered the amends to just wait. And it was like, now it's on her time. And well, in that situation still like, it still really breaks my heart. It's still really difficult for me to talk about. And um, it's almost shameful actually for me not only the way I handle myself with you but the way I handle myself with the other person involved um or people involved I guess technically there were two other people in my brain though there's only you me and that one other person you know um but I slowly through this round of steps that I'm doing now I'm realizing that there were four people involved not just the three of us right you know you me and him and there was another person and um like I'm still getting over that situation not between you and I um but I still cry about him so it's still really hard for me to and I don't give a fuck if he knows that because that's the fucking truth that's what you're supposed to live today it's your narrative it took me a long time to get there though to where like I don't care if he knows that I still care and the funny thing is I don't think he cares i don't i know he doesn't right so it's like he doesn't care to me it doesn't matter but no i but here's the thing is i care about yours right because Mm -hmm. it's like what type of individual are you showing up as and breakups like it no matter how long how little how it's it's that emotional deep connection that Mm -hmm. even if only one person feels it versus the other yeah exactly you gotta go through it right Mm -hmm. 
and they're never easy, but I don't think you were given, like we said, the given the proper tools the first time to properly heal. Yeah. And that well, being, I healed yeah. the crystal way. I just shut down. Right. And that's not the proper tools though. Exactly. Like that's what we've done before. And even, you know, talking about it right now, it's like you get that. I like I already knew today coming into this that, you know what, you and I it would probably be a deep one. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was excited. Like I'm smiling, like what? this is going to be cool. Like this is something we've never done. Like we've had a conversation before, but there was a third party involved, you know, and when you, it's like, you don't intentionally hurt somebody, but I saw how I hurt you based on my role that I played in that. And that wasn't my fucking shit to do at all. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I said, the biggest lesson. And I, since that moment, that time, I have removed myself out of the center of several people's shit that they're, hey, can you do this? Nope. <laughs> I learned that. Absolutely fucking, not. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely no. <laughs> I was like, uh, nope, been there, done that, and I will not. I will not. You can have that shit. You took it from my house. Great. You can fucking have it. I don't want it. (laughs) Let's let's be real about this shit. (laughs) I can just see you being like, fuck no. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I See, you know what? I don't even need to tell you what happened was, but what happened was, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, leave me me alone. Yeah. Even my mom went to, it's like, family's bigger, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm having a conversation with my mom and these happen quite often. She's, I'm just like her. She's just like me. But why do you keep, you keep pointing? I was like, I'm not pointing my fingers at you. Mm -hmm. I'm letting you know that I can only talk to you about your actions, your behaviors, or what I see with you. Like it's, that person's not here. And believe me, when I talk to that person, it's not your name. You know, I, I won't, oh, I did that before, right? And it's like you having this conversation and pretending like, this person's bad over on the left. And then I go and have that conversation with the person on the left and pretend like this over here is bad with you. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to be that fake person anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be, and I won't. I used to feel a lot of guilt from that shit because as we're talking, I would want to make sure you felt comfortable and safe. Right. And then over, but I would go over here and do the same thing for them. Discuss whatever, you know, Oh, well, yes, you know, this is what's going on here. Which we all, I think, have done in our in our lives. Oh, but, yeah. Totally. And it's, yeah, and I think that, like, I used to, that's the biggest guilt that I used to carry around because it's that people pleaser that you're trying to go and, you know, be present in each relationship, but then they have a problem with the other person. Well, and see, okay, my guilt for that situation is totally different because I was wrong. And I can't believe we're actually talking about this. Um, I I feel a lot of guilt. And I feel a lot of shame because I was wrong. And I thought I I knew I was right. I knew I was right. I knew that what was happening was equal and in the moment, right? Right. Like I knew that. It has to be, right? And now I'm like, no, I was wrong. And he didn't care. And... And whether or not he cared is really, like, not mine to say. That's his. But not like I did. Right. And even though I thought I was right, so I was willing to point at you and say that you... And I I literally mean you. Normally, I'm, like, speaking universally you, but we're talking about a different situation right now. (laughs) 
But I was literally willing to point at you and say that you were wrong. And then what ended up happening was I was wrong for that. And so I just get so angry at myself because now being on the other side of it and still moving through it, I'm like, bitch, you were wrong. You were so wrong. But what's crazy is, okay, so I can tell you the words today that I forgive you, but my actions have shown that well before my words ever did, right? Yeah. Is that. I can keep showing up and even believe me like I mean like I'm the one to fucking blame fuck this bullshit this is not my shit like I had to go through those mm-hmm. and be you know we have the same sponsor right yeah. now that it was like okay Aaron what can you do to help her well, fuck you like she don't want my fucking help yeah <laughs> but I would I swallowed my pride and I was like oh fine like, okay, she's my sister. Great. You know, I'm the older sister. So then it was like, I play this like, okay, I'm the older sister. I have a little bit more life experience. I can understand where she's at. I get it. How can I help her? And yeah. so I would always try, you know, and you've been in my life for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real about that. Like it's in some fashion, you've been in my life. And if you had to walk through something difficult to get you to a platform that you've never been to before, you know, here is God working right in, in front of us right now going, hey, this is the same woman that you pointed at and was like, this is your fucking fault. And she can sit here and have this intimate conversation with you today. That it's, I think that's, you know, it's not just forgiveness. This is something our sponsor taught me. Forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. Yeah. And it took me a long, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't forgiven him. Oh, and that's, that's okay. And I never really felt like I had to forgive you. Right. Like that didn't really, and maybe I did, but I didn't realize it. Right. You know what I mean? It just, I just one day decided I'm not going to be mad at Erin anymore because I'm just mad at her because I want somebody to be mad at. Right. And I was the easiest one. Mm -hmm. Because you were still there. Yeah. Yeah. I could still see you. It's like a mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I just, um... We're oh, probably not that allowed fr- to be talking about this yet. Latisha's <laughs> just gonna be like, "What the fuck?" That's <laughs> <laughs> that Virgo, right? That it's. Uh, I was there, and you saw me, and so you were able to point your anger somewhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what we need. Yeah, is to have you know a, a physical being. Usually, like I'm okay. So if I get mad or I can't control a certain situation in my life, I realize that I hyper focus on it others that mm-hmm. aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing and that was in the last year or two that I was like okay hold on a minute like what they're fucking doing isn't my shit either like mm-hmm. I I have expectations like I want the girls that, and the women that I work with to do what I do or give back and they do right and it's I always used to have to get love and tolerance is our code Aaron. Yeah. and okay yeah. <laughs> right but the biggest thing that Like that monumental moment was how are you going to tell another woman what to do if you're not willing to do it? Mm -hmm. And fuck you scream so loud in my head. And I was like, hey, I got to go. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally because it was a slap of fucking truth. I literally said, fuck you. (laughs) I didn't let it go in my head. Not to Letitia, obviously. But (laughs) I mean, to my old sponsor, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. And I just walked away. Oh, I've had our sponsor say, fuck you to me before. I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Just last week, actually, she's like, fuck you, Aaron. I'm like, okay. I was like, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's it. And it's, 
it's uh i, I mean what what happened happened for a reason mm-hmm. I think right so too. and the forgiveness you don't need to forgive him you need to forgive yourself and that's what i'm working on it's not even a matter of like he doesn't deserve my forgiveness no what no it's a matter of like he doesn't want it and it's not forgiveness to him that I need to give it's forgiveness to myself and I have proven for the last two years that I don't need him Hmm. so it's like fine I don't need you I also have this like sensationalized remembrance of the time that we had together right so and I'm fully well aware of that now but it took me a long time to realize that right but that also doesn't diminish that also doesn't diminish the time that we did have together because I connected with him on a whole nother level than I ever have before but I also realized that that was sobriety and being in a completely sober state of mind (laughs) and liking someone sober for the first time ever so it's just like okay well thank you for reminding me like real happiness exists because I did feel real happiness with him completely unfiltered un muddled sober yeah sober sober happiness for sober love like i felt sober love right with him and i everybody put so much power on that word but it's just a word and i felt sober love yeah with him and whether or not he felt it with me i don't fucking care because now i know it's real (laughs) thank you i really appreciate him for that and if he wants to leave it in the past leave it in the past then i will keep it in the past you move forward with Mm -hmm. it you don't move on yeah. You move forward. I don't you leave things today. I keep them. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm going to keep it in my past because it's something that I can look back on and say, but it does exist. It did. It is real. Right. So I'm like almost So guilt over it. imagination or imaginary things that. Yeah. Because right. it's, and it's not imagined. I know the situations that I'm remembering are real and they did happen, but at the same time, it's sensationalized by the chemically induced love in my brain right. well, you know the serotonin was, and shit right and what i was saying about the imaginary part is that we get taught by outside sources that you know regardless your feelings are your feelings right mm-hmm. you were there you were the only one present in mm-hmm. those times and people can't take that away yep it's no different than the time that i spent with my son's father right yeah. that it was we both had a family mm-hmm. and he chose to stay and i chose to leave yep and I said, that's okay. Like at this point, regardless, I'm committed. I'm having my son. I knew it was a boy. And um, I was petrified. Yeah. I like, here imagine. I go again. And I might turn. It's not get emotional. Like, that's fine. Here I go again. I'm already crying. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> having a third child on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody should have to do that in this life. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's a list of me versus this soul that needed to be here. And I was apparently strong enough to do it. I had to be broke down to be built. Um, but it was like, you know, that wasn't real. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. Like, he's a liar. He's, I went through this whole, I mean, I remember walking outside talking to my boss. And um, I remember just bawling. I was like, I went through all of this shit for nothing. Like, I'm not the only person this happened with. And I feel I went that sentence my, in my soul. Right? Yes. I'm not the only person. So under take that. This is... This is something else coming through right now is that I went through all these, in in this case, drug addiction for me because of this secret, because of the guilt and shame that I felt like everybody fucking knew. I didn't realize that maybe people didn't know because their secret would have to come out too. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so it took me down a dark path. You know, I, I felt so alone. Basically, just I basically gave up. Like, who does this? And I'll, yeah. that's one of the things that I said before, that there's way more than I can count who have walked a similar path to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something I will do today. I can tell you that. Like, I that is a lesson. My son is not yes. a mistake. He was supposed to be here. Otherwise, you know, I mean, he was. And it also took me out of a 25-year bad relationship. And that was the only thing that took me out of it. I'd probably still be there today had it not been for those events. And so with that relationship, I had to, I had to, I got real honest with myself and I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, and I went back and forth. Like, yeah, I didn't fucking matter. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I didn't because of these things. Well, no, maybe it was just his own sickness that he couldn't face. But every, I mean, it happened. It's fucking real. My son is six today. Mm -hmm. It happened. But. You know, in my core, and he's no longer here today. And since then, <clears throat> I, I've made an amends to his, his wife. And it's funny because this is not something that I talk about other than in the rooms. Mm-hmm. But somebody needs to hear this, that, you know what, we make choices instead of, and we make the wrong choices instead of saying what's really, truly what's going on and how we feel. Like, hey, you know, if I were to say to you, Crystal, I'm no longer in love with you. And I can't do this anymore. I need to leave. You know, that would have been the respectful, honorable way for me to, to walk out of the relationship. Yeah. It's funny. His name is Chris or whatever. I just use Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> it was much easier to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Versus, you know, um, being five months pregnant and saying, hey, we're, we're done. Like, eh. and pushing this whole family away who knew nothing who wondered where I went and wondered what was going on and didn't find out till my son was three, you know, and then my brother-in-law was like, well, that's what the fuck happened. He's like, like Aaron, like you could have said something to me. Like I would, I would have supported you regardless. Like, why didn't you pretend it wasn't his? I said, believe me, I I thought about it. Like, but they're, they're real experiences that we had. Yeah. And what did we do with them? Like I, I walked a lot to get out of it. It's going to take you, you know, but it'll only take you the amount of time that you're willing to give it and let go of it. Meaning, hey, it happened. It was real. Holy shit. That fucking rocked my, not rocked my world like that, but rocked my, you know, rocked my world. Like it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. My my world was shook. Thank you for that, that experience. And now please take it away. And that's really how I feel today. Right. So like, so similar parallels. I allowed myself to be a secret again. And how many times did I do that in active addiction? And that's where my guilt and shame comes from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from the relationship. It doesn't come from how short the relationship was and how attached I got. Right. It comes from the fact that I allowed myself to be a secret in sobriety. And I promised myself when I got sober that if I chose to get in a relationship again, I will not be a secret. Right. I will not hide. <clears throat> and... I allowed myself to be a secret. So then what happens when that relationship ends? No matter how long you or short it is. You can't share it with anybody. I have to hide it. Yeah. I have to hide that I'm hurt. Right. I have to hide that I'm broken. Right. I have to hide that I'm confused. Right. I have to hide that I don't know what I did. I still to this day don't know what I did. You know what's funny and is. fuck it. I don't care. Right here is probably the only person that really knew that you weren't a secret. Yeah. Exactly. And then I was so mad because the only person who knew that I wasn't a secret was the person my brain told me I had to be mad at. Right. 
And so then I just hid my feelings. And what did I do? I decided to shut down because I knew that that works from active addiction. Absolutely. So I just shut down. Like I closed up shop. (laughs) Knees together. (laughs) Ooh, I did that too. And it was amazing. Right? And it's been great. And I have, and it's been hard, but it's been great because I've taken this time to realize that, okay, my brain's conceited as fuck because my brain just was like, (laughs) that you're just too good for anybody. And yeah, (laughs) but no, that I've taken this time to realize that I needed to learn how to love myself for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And God just gave me that opportunity to make me realize like, you don't need another person. Right. You need you. When... I finally just like accepted that, that it's only myself that I should be upset with because I knew better. I like at many points in time felt myself pushing myself to the side and putting that person in the forefront and knew like this is not what I'm supposed to do. Right. But we do that. Mm hmm. Because it feels better. It feels better. Like that's the fucking truth. It felt better to focus on him than focus on me when focusing on me might have been the right thing to do right and you know i felt so much shame that it was easier to shut down and revert to old behavior and just focus on how do i make myself not feel this and i didn't feel it for a very 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 long time and then one day i i didn't feel for so long that it didn't affect me anymore and then one day it had almost been a year and this situation is so far gone it sounds silly to talk about but it still affects me emotionally so um one day i we were at a meeting and it was the only time i saw him and i don't know if you know this but i literally cried that whole fucking meeting it was a blessing that i was in the front row (laughs) because i literally said like the guy sitting next to me who's the boyfriend of the girl who's cheering who i don't even freaking like and doesn't like me like we have bad blood put his hand on my shoulder that's how fucked up I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like him and I do not get along. And he put his hand on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, oh, shit. She's really fucking upset right. right now. And he had no idea why. Because I was a secret. Right. Because, I, because it was shameful. And going to that meeting was going to a meeting that some people never even went to. I, I'd never been to that meeting before. I know. We only went because she was chairing. Right. And this is, okay, talk about empath and psychicness. This is freaky. So we all went out to dinner. Like my whole house went out to dinner before that meeting. I had a complete mental breakdown during that dinner. Went outside and chain smoked like 10. This is when I still smoke cigarettes. Chain smoked like 10 cigarettes and was hyperventilating crying. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why. And I, I like blamed it on certain stuff like food and this yeah. and that. Because you, d- you didn't know yet. You were I, getting that feeling. I had no idea what was happening. I was just or like. Or what was about to happen. Yeah. What was about to happen. Right. But my freaking spidey sense was going fucking haywire and my emotions were going fucking nuts. And I was just emotionally wrecked and I had to get it together because we were going to this meeting that we'd never been to before. And literally I sat down and you know how it used to be in the little room and I'm looking at the window and I see him walk in and I thought I was... I, I thought it was fucking hallucinating, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. If I'm being 100, I thought it was I fucking crazy. I did not just see who I think I, I saw. I literally, like, I wish I was videotaping this right now because I just fucking stopped. I put my hands in my lap and I just stared at the window like a fucking crazy person looking at the reflection. And then 
one of my best friends put my hand on her, my sh- on her, she put her hand on my shoulder and she goes, don't turn around. And I knew I wasn't hallucinating. Right. And I was just like, he's behind. And she was like, uh-huh. Do you want to go home? And I was like, no. And I fucking turned around because I'm a stubborn ass bitch. And I fucking saw him and he saw me and the floodgates fucking Moses parted the fucking waters. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, this is about to all come out. And so I turned around and my friend was like, we can go home right now. Like we can go home right now. It's fine. Nobody will be mad. We can go home. And I was like, no. And I got up and I went to the bathroom and I tried to get it, get it, get it together. And I came out of the bathroom and he's standing right fucking there. And he didn't even talk to me. He didn't even say hi. He didn't even acknowledge my existence. And it was in those moments that I realized that I was upset for nothing. And I cried for like three weeks. Don't get me wrong. I like cried myself to sleep. I wouldn't get out of bed. Because for that long, I had made it out of my mind that somebody else was wrong. And that I should be mad at them. And I was so angry. And at the end of the day... It was neither of us. It wasn't you and it wasn't me. It was him. It was his choice. It was his decision. It was his actions. Maybe that was supposed to give us the lesson on how to walk through this shit. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that was his purpose. I think so. I I think he was the lesson of the women who will truly save your ass for me. I think he was that lesson for me. That it's not about the dudes. Because I was a dudes girl. Like, you know, oh, I was, you right? Too. You know, I was a dudes girl. <clears throat> and I realized About that, a like, year into it. Yeah. No, it's, it's about the women. And it was like, it took me a couple, like a couple months after that to like really let it sink in. But it was after that, that I stopped being mad at you. I was like, I'm not going to be fucking mad at Aaron anymore. Yeah. This is stupid. This is fucking stupid. And it's rude. <laughs> and I, it's because it was pointless. At that point, it was pointless. And I couldn't take it. So what you just shared, I'm going to share this real quick. That uh, you, You're you staring at the reflection, right? And Full you're disclosure, like, oh, I might delete all of that. That's okay. <laughs> I don't, hey, maybe you won't. We'll maybe, see. we'll see. So I, I go into church. I drop my son off and I got my friend who's meeting me there. And it's my friend from treatment. And we're going to kind of, haven't seen each other for a minute. And we meet at the coffee place. And I look over and it's my son's father and his wife and children. Fuck. Right? Yeah. 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 And the door is being held open for them by him. And we're about to go in next. So I pause and I go, I go in there and I sit down in that anxiety and I'm fucking, why, why am I here? God, why am I here today? Like she goes, do you want to leave? And I said, no, I'm here for a reason mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what it is. And the topic was guilt and shame. Right. It was about guilt and shame and adultery. Huh. And they read out of the Bible. And so I was like instant tears and so... Like, why the, I, I need to fucking leave. And I'm like, no, you need to stay. I need to leave. No, you need to stay. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Right. That, you know, that anxiety. And I realized in that moment that we were both hearing the same message. And what's funny is I have it written down in my notes somewhere, but the, the verses, like I'm a numbers person too, right? Not only do I connect with people on a solo, like you could sit there and I could ask you how you're doing and you could tell me, oh, I'm fine. I'm great. And I won't hear your words at all. Because I'm feeling what's really the fuck going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult. That's why when I sometimes ask people, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm good. I'm like, okay, bye. Because if they're not going to get fucking honest, I have no time to wait and, you know, 
hear the truth. Well, I, I can. I'll have. I'll make the time to hear the truth, but I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to drag. If it If you're on not you. going to be authentic about it and mm-hmm. be like, you know, actually, I'm kind of going through it. You're gonna. I'm gonna stop and give you my time. But nowadays, it's like, okay, well, I already felt it. But if you don't want to get real about it, then I need to move on. Yeah, I don't need um, to pull it out of you. Right. And those num the the verses all tied in to everything, like just everything that happened between him and I in that short time span. And you know, it's I vowed to not ever do that again, and that's a personal vow. Same. So it's. I know what you experienced that day because I walked through it too. And I think I walked through it before you did, but I know that Mm -hmm. feeling. And it's to sit there and stay uncomfortable. You grew through it. Mm -hmm. It was so hard. It was, it wasn't hard. It was scary. Scary would be a good word. Because I knew that if I sat there and he saw how upset I was, then he would know that he still upsets me. And now I've just kind of gotten to this point where with anybody... If they know that they still hurt me, that I am still hurt, not they still hurt me because right. I take accountability for my feelings. If they know that I'm still hurt, it's on them whether or not they care. Right. It's not on me because I can be hurt and continue to choose to love myself through it. Right. And continue to choose to like pick myself up on the days that I literally want to just like lie in bed and cry. And I choose to go to that meeting. For a long time, I refused to ever go back to that meeting. And I got asked to chair that meeting multiple times and refused (laughs) out of fear, out of sheer terror. Right. And I like told the person why. He was like, why? You have to tell me why you won't come chair this meeting. And I was like, no, bro, I'm not going to tell you why. And then he was like, you're going to tell me why. And I was like, if I tell you why, you'll be one of five people on this earth who who knows why. Yeah. And he was like, but I don't care. It's like, you can tell me why. I'm not going to be... Like, I'm not going to judge you. And I knew that he was telling the truth. Right. Like, I could see it in his eyes that he wasn't fucking full of shit. Right. And so I told him why. And he was like, I never knew that. And I was like, I know. Nobody knows that. Right. Five people on this fucking planet know that. So that kicks right into that shame, right? Mm -hmm. That we actually shamed ourselves because of what we thought people would think. And like you said, being on the side, being Mm -hmm. a secret. Because on the side, as a secret, you know everything that's going on with them in their life, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Or should, or usually do, I should say. Because for me, my experience was, if you're going to come tell me how th- shitty things are at home, you know, it's fucked up because it's the gateway and the key to give that person what they need, right? Mm-hmm. And we use our God-given sexuality as mm-hmm. a weapon. Oh, yes, I did. Right? Um, and so it's like... The shame that I felt from that, I would walk around with my head, like, I'm like, I always say, I think I have fucking neck problems because of the way I walk so much, you know, so long with my head looking down. Mm-hmm. That today, it's, I don't do that today. And there's people that, um, around my place of work that, you know, I'm faced with this shit on a daily basis. Yeah. And I can oh, yeah. sit and smile and hold the door open and not need a response or a reaction. Mm-hmm. Like you can sit in your shit if you want, but I've done a lot of work to get past that. And, you know, in the conversation I get to have with this, the woman, his wife was, um, I walked through a different conversation first, right? Of mm-hmm. like a very heavy one. Like all of a sudden I have feelings for somebody and I don't want to have feelings for people. Yeah. 
I'm I'm into I would say I'm into loving myself. Like I want to be a single. I don't care if I'm with somebody. And this huge like I wake up going, Oh my god, why why do I care about this person? What is happening? This is uh uh-uh, uh horrible. Mm-hmm. I write it out, I check with my sponsor because that's what we all what the fuck's happening? I have so much fear at this moment. I still shut it down. She's like, just go on a date. I'm like, no. No. Well, well I'll get you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we're going to go. And so I, I sat there and I was like, okay, can I, should I text him or email him? And she was like, don't you think he deserves a phone call? Oh, shit. Um, she came for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I said, well, maybe. And so. I can see her face. I text. So I'm at my desk, by the way, at work. And literally, I typed this up, right? She's like, well, type it up. And I said, okay, I'll type it and send it to you. And like five letters or five words into this, I realized I'd already written this letter. Like, I didn't even know what I was saying in the letter. Like, in the words, I didn't know what I was saying. But I had already written that to where it was like three minutes done, gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I sent it. She's like, it's perfect. I'm like, no. Yeah. And so I text this person and I said, hey, um, I have something I need to tell you. Awkward. Right? (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, it'll be tonight. He was freaking out. I I could see it. (laughs) (laughs) I think he did. He was freaking the fuck out. Well, right? I think so. That's okay, though. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, okay, it'll be like, okay, I did this. I got it. I'm walking through it. And I'm like... Uh, hey, when you got a few minutes, I got something I want to talk to you about. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay. He he doesn't respond right away. He's text like back in like the same minute. Mm-hmm. You can call me right he's now. Freaking the fuck out. He's like, he's like, our computer system's down. You can call right now. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, no, no, I, I can't. Like, Never mind. I, I take it back. I scream. I was like, no. And everybody was like, what is going on, Aaron? I was like, oh, we're good. We're good. But I walked through that. Words with friends. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> nothing words with friends exactly right <laughs> and so I, I went out and had this very very uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. wondering why the fuck i was doing it like i this is not me this uh-uh mm-hmm. i <laughs> i could have totally avoided it i should mm-hmm. I, I no i shouldn't have i, sh- I was gonna say i should i should have but no i shouldn't have i'm glad i didn't and so I walked through this conversation and, you know, it, it was, it was great. And even like the response was, Hey, I'd be lying if I didn't say I felt the same way, mm-hmm. but I don't want to ruin our friendship. I feel that. Right. And, but I, and I know that I, that's, that's how I've been. I've always been one of the guys as you. Um, and I've never, like if a feeling came up for one of the guys that I, in my group or the people I was around, I would shut it down real fast. Cause I was always like, I have even taught my girls this. It's like, it's always better to be the friend because if a breakup ever happens, you're still there. Yep. Right. I think maybe it kept me safe. Yeah. So that's the point. Right. (laughs) So I learned that through this process too. And I realized though that it was like, okay, so I did something different. And when he said those things to me, like, Hey, I would be lying if I said I didn't feel the same about you, but I'm not willing to lose our friendship. It was like, normally we would feel rejected. Mm-hmm. And then why the fuck did I do that? Oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Like, but I was abnormally okay. Like this is somebody that I've been able to talk to until like we've talked with. Experience. Huh? 
Like a different experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I said, okay, perfect. Like I just had to get this out. Like nothing's changed. Like we mm-hmm. are still us. We're nothing's changed. Um, uh, thank you for letting me talk to you. Like, whew, I did something different. I took the suggestion and then now, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the anxiety starts to come down and I'm sitting at my desk like, whoa, that was fucking nuts. That was heavy. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. I remember like I stood up <coughs> that one split second. Like I'm working and I stood up. And I'm like, I need to go get water right now. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go and I go push the elevator and the door opens and it's my son's father's wife. Fuck. Of course it is. God's got jokes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I, at this point, I can't avoid the elevator because it's just blatantly obvious that I pushed the down button mm-hmm. and nobody else is around. Like, I'm like, well, motherfucker. So I walk in and I kind of give a little grin. Uh, not a grin, like an awkward fucking, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, um, hi. And I walk in. And I went to the other corner and the crazy thing is when I, when I kind of, you know, shot a grin, I got one back, which was weird. Whoa. Yeah. Right. That's big. And so I went to the other corner and I put my head down. I think I remember the day this happened. Well, not the day, but like (sighs) shortly after you talked about it. Yeah. So I, and I put my head down and I remembered what I just walked through. And I was like, oh my God, okay, maybe this conversation is about that person. It was about an uncomfortable conversation I had to have that needs to happen. And it's happening now. Boom. And I remember looking at my shoes and the instant I was like, you are not shame anymore. You are not guilt anymore. Lift your head and walk through this. And I lifted my head up slowly and I kind of just took a deep breath and I looked and I said, hey, listen, you may not ever want to hear my voice and that's okay. But if and when you do, I have a huge amends I need to make to you. Yeah. And she says, we can talk right now. Fuck. <gasps> again. <laughs> again. Like, oh my God, what the fuck? So that day was very heavy. Mm-hmm. And um, she talked first. Or was it very light? It felt very heavy. It was very right. lightening. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And it was crazy because what she said was she said um you know Aaron I forgive you first before anything I don't want to let you know I forgive you and I took a moment and paused and I said you know I think back to what our reading is about she's a woman of God I'm just saying so she had the same feeling that she was gonna see me like the day before and I said this to my cousin on Friday I was like it's gonna happen any day Mm -hmm. so I took a deep breath and I said but first of all I want to thank you for your forgiveness <clears throat> but I do want to let you know um, that it took a lot for me to forgive myself. Yeah. And now I can accept your forgiveness because I said I walked through the shame and the guilt that I felt for what my actions were and the secrets that I kept kept me sick. And, and, and then I went through major drug addiction. I said I gave my kids away. I gave my house away. I didn't care anymore. Like I was this horrible person and mother that didn't deserve and I said so with hard work getting sober going working through a program and working with other people I said I was able to forgive myself for that and that therefore I can accept your forgiveness so thank you mm-hmm. and we had a great talk that's so beautiful you know and her family her family basically doesn't think that she needs to you know even 
it's funny because we talked about it. It's like what what outside sources say or do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you should do this or you should wait or why would you forgive her? And mm-hmm. it's like it's our own personal journeys, right? Yeah. And so it's slow. But we see each other now. We, we smile or say hi and or even, you know, hug. Like we hugged for like a minute, cried. And she saw a picture of my son. That is so cool. And to be able to to remove that shame and guilt through hard work or for mm-hmm. me, God's my higher power. Like God is working through me. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I see him changing and working through my kids. Whether they, you know, what are their, whatever their beliefs are, they're seeing the actual change through me and I'm seeing my kids recover as well. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It was not but easy. But it's monumental. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? Like that's fucking big to be able absolutely. to just actually talk to that person. <laughs> just and that simple thing. Just talk. actually speak to them. An amends to my mom. Like I, <clears throat> I wasn't sure what to give her. You. Right. Well, I just like, I gave it to her on Christmas Eve. So like, what do I get my mom? Like, I can't, you know, she buys mm-hmm. all the stuff she wants herself. And it's like, you try to find the gift that I like meaningful gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't want material gifts. I'm the same way. I mean, I like material gifts, but I don't, they don't mean anything to me as far as I like nice things. And I didn't realize that until I got sober, but I always make sure my kids have them first. Yeah. Um, well, gift giving is my love language, so I like material things, yeah. But I try and make sure my gifts are always sentimental, like for you, like my year. plant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes. No, and I I admired your your plants up here, and it's oh. mine's watered. My daughter was like, "Let's put it on the kitchen table." I need to get it repotted, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's already grown. It needs a new but, pot. Yeah, the meaningful gifts, and so I gave that to her. Like I I actually sat up last Christmas Eve and wrote out my kids' cards. And wrote out my mom's and I wrote out her amends mm-hmm. because I was like, you know, this is a gift that she's been wanting. Yeah. Because she had been needed. asking you about it, right? <clears throat> and she held on to it for, what, eight, nine months, ten months? Yeah. But it was funny because we we're sitting at my house one day, just random, and I said something about, yeah, I've carried, I've carried them around forever. I just took them out of my purse like two weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, I think I saw them in there last time you were at my house. I was like, oh, okay, well, would you like them? I said, would you like to do it now? And it was funny because it was like, she was my constant, or has been, is still. And that was one of the things on my amends that my sponsor made me write. I'm like, like what we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. like, no, go back, fix this, or what else do you have? I'm like, nothing. (laughs) There's nothing. It's done. Right? Yeah. But she, the response was like, wow, like we just, you just took me on a journey of our whole life. Like, she's like, I didn't think you were 14 when you stole my car. I thought you were, you know, or I thought you were 16 when you stole my car. I was like, no, I was 15, no license. I took that shit and you Mm -hmm. fucking scared me. Yep. But something shifted after that too. And it wasn't even about them. It was about me. Another um, lowering the level of my pride. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's like, it's funny because your, your self-esteem and your um, confidence keeps growing while your level of pride keeps dropping. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. In the good way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud of who I am and who I'm becoming. 
But it's a different kind. It's not ego. Right. Yeah. So the ego drops while the self-esteem and confidence goes up. Right. Right. But it's like when you come back to center with both those things, that's pride. That's ugly pride. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. So let's do a fun. Well, it might not be fun. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, Let's do a little exercise. Choose a number between one and 27. 10. Number 10. Do you think that you have a problem dealing with guilt? If so, how do you know? I definitely used to. Yeah. Um, I do today sometimes, but not on the level that I had before while in active addiction. Um, I feel it today. The main thing is like doing something I don't want to do. And it's that like I get angry for a minute Mm -hmm. and resentful for a hot second. And then I have to remember that, okay, am I able to do it? Yeah. Why is it I don't want, like, I, I, I don't write it down. I probably, I probably could actually to make it, you know, so to see if I have a pattern when these ones come up. That's a good idea. Yeah, actually I might, I might, but it always seems to be the same one in my head or, you know, when I'm thinking it out, like, I'm gonna give you a good example. Aaron, can you run by the grocery store and grab this for me? Fuck. Like they mm-hmm. know I hate the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know I hate the grocery store. And so I go, oh. I get angry. Like, you live two minutes away from this store. This is my mom. You live two minutes away. Why can't you get in your car? You're single. You don't have any kids. I'm like, I go through all these things and I'm like, oh my fucking God. How many times was she there for you? So here's where the guilt kicks in. Yep. How many times is she there for you? She takes your son. She watches. She helps. She does it. Like, and like so the list just keeps going. I'm like, fuck. I'll just, yes, yes, I'll go to the store. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the, the head is one thing. The response looks completely different. Completely different. The cool thing is I was able to tell her this during the men's process. I said, by the way, when you ask me to go to the store, I get resentful. So I'm just... Just but throwing now, it out there. But now she says, hey, I know you don't like going to the grocery store, but I could really use your help. Can you get this? Completely different. Mm-hmm. So I then, I go through that guilt. I, I run the list of ugh, of all the reasons why I shouldn't be mad and I should go. And then I'm like, okay, why is the grocery store that fucking bad? Like, why do you hate it? Do you have the time to do it? Are you yeah. able to go? Is Are you going to be mad after the fact? Are you going to feel better that you were able to help someone out? Mm-hmm. And then it changes. Yeah. So it's that's the same process I use with everything. And believe me, there's things that I want to do that I have no problem. I'll drive fucking four hours for if I wanted. Right. Because when you want to do something, you don't right. go through that process in your brain. Right. It's just like, yep. Yeah. And so and then I, you frequently have to compare and contrast those two. Uh. Or like sometimes, because I live all the way out here, you know, I'll be invited to do something or I'll want to go do something and then I'll get bitchy in my brain and I'll be like, Ugh, I have to drive. And I stop and I think to myself and I use the age old recovery sentence of how far would you go for drugs what are you willing to do Mm -hmm. and it's like whether it's going to work which is super far away for me now or going to a meeting which all the meetings that i love and i want to go to are generally far away for me now now i can stop and be like girl if this was some dope with no gas in your tank would you make that drive (laughs) Right? And you sitting on full. So why are you mad? You have right. another hour to listen to a podcast. Right. And I get to go do something I want to do. So I just, I'm really good at like shutting that resentful thought process down yeah. with things that I want. Things that I don't want today, for some reason my brain is really good at being like, we're not doing this today. We're doing what we're asked. We're doing what we're told. 
and we're showing up how we want to show up. And I think that's a, probably a piece of pride for me, honestly. Yeah. Because being able to show up is something I am proud of. Right. Like <clears throat> almost in an ego sense. Right. Because it brings me the pride that I didn't have when I was living in the shame right. of addiction. Right. Right. And so I have gotten really good at because I've had so much time on my hands being single, <laughs> being like, yeah, I'll be there. Okay, I'm coming. Yes, I'll do that thing. Yes, I'll show up for that stuff. Yes, I will free my calendar to come help with that thing, <laughs> you know? And yeah. But it's like, but I can do that too. But you need a healthy no too. Mm-hmm. But before, I couldn't even show up to Father's Day. Right. Or people didn't, here's what I look at it as too is. Or I wasn't invited. <laughs> right, people didn't want me around. Mm-hmm. And that hurt too. So mm-hmm. when you knew people want didn't want you around, you know, that shame and guilt just kind of went deeper and deeper of, okay, they're, you know, I'm the black sheep. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I wrote this thing. I don't know if you saw it, um, but I actually posted it on Facebook and I actually did it on the clean and sober page, which was crazy. So for me, I'll share it with you. Yeah. Like. Send it to me. Yeah, I will. I mean, it's just, it's a nice little poem. Cause I used to write too. And it's funny, like, mm-hmm. like I am, I am a mother who gave her, you know, a drug addict who gave her kids away. Like I, it's, but then it was also, I took those, each of those lines and I changed it to where I am that mother who fought to get her kids back and we're doing fine. Oh, I fucking love that. I have to read that. You have to send that oh, to me. Yeah. I've written a few things like that. I, I, they're I all my will. journals. I don't publish them, but I don't know why. See, I thought change, about publishing probably. them. Like <laughs> someone said to you know, Aaron, you, you write, like start publishing them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no are you kidding me like but I I shared this one on the clean and sober page and it was it blew me away it was like 2.2 thousand likes and 544 shares that I was like holy shit because it's like you guys know my story and I'm I'm kind of um I'm something I have to send you know too that just made me think I'm careful about what I say on social media Mm -hmm. not for my sake but for others right and Mm -hmm. I make sure that like even when thanking people for my recovery or my sober time, it's, I don't name people unless they're like, if I've had, you know, pre-consent that they're saying, you know, I can put their name on it. Cause not everybody wants to be, whether family or not, not everybody wants to be tied to that. Cause they might have shame over mm-hmm. you and, and that's okay today. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't, I never really told people that, you know, um, I was a cocaine and opiate addict that mm-hmm. turned to heroin and meth at the end. Yep. Like what people just know in the rooms, they know outside the rooms. Not everybody knows what the drugs of choice were. And it's not out of shame or Some guilt. Some people in the rooms don't even know. Like I've had people be like, wait, that was your drug of choice? And right. I'm like, you, you didn't yes. know that? Like, you, <laughs> you can't I, tell? Right. What? And I was sharing. You can't tell much weaker. <laughs> I, I used that the other day at work. This guy, it's like five different times we ended up like, so we're in the elevator, we're going down and then. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like, I was gone 45 minutes, came back, and, like, same elevator going up, and, find, like, this is, like, two days in a row, and I was like, bro, like, um, before, I would have asked you, like, hey, you following me? I said, but my tweaking days are over, so now I'm wondering if you think I'm following you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and he laughs so hard, he goes, oh, my God, I needed that. That there are so many people like us that are not willing to share, and mm-hmm. it takes the people like us who have the voice, even in random situations, at work even, that... You know, I, I shared Friday and I work with a bunch of males that, 
and th- these guys are all younger and i was cracking up it was like oh i'm that crazy <laughs> this bitch is crazy i'm like yes i am <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> you have no and i have idea. three offspring now and a fourth one on the, the second generation right but it's like i share some of my stuff with them right and i said you know i remember i remember so clearly the first night that i smoked heroin Mm-hmm. And I was I was dope sick, and I went to the dope man's house, and he didn't answer. Like you didn't show up to the dope man's house, right? You called, and you had your time set up, or where? You, oh where yeah, right. No, no I you fuck, did we knocked on the fucking door, ringing the doorbell. Like, you crazy, <laughs> right? But I knew. I, well, I I knew this person, but obviously you don't, right? Like mm-hmm. I I knew him through my ex husband. Um, they they served time together, so you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like I. But these are just erratic things that you do, and it's like. <clears throat> went to go and couldn't get extra pills and I way overused my pills which is why I ended up having to use heroin and I remember he didn't answer the door and we're walking to the car and the first thought in my head was okay I've dealt with broken legs and feet before why don't you fucking curb stomp my foot and we can go to the hospital and I'm, then I'm like it's only five milligrams and <laughs> I mean yeah. I'm doing the math in my mm-hmm. head like this is only gonna last a couple hours and for whatever reason, he either called back or, he, you know, I think we were getting ready to leave or we were leaving. And, and then he, he's like, hey, what do you do? Oh, shit, we're right here. We're going to pull back in. And I remember going upstairs and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Right. And my, mm-hmm. mind you, my, my heroin addiction and combined, well, meth was a little bit longer because I was sneaking it, if I'm being honest. Like I, yeah. I did meth for about a year, but heroin and meth combined, I'm grateful for because it's what saved my life in the end. And so he called us back and we went upstairs and I was terrified, right? Like this was a monster that I knew nothing about, but in, it was, I, I understand now God was with me in those moments going, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember saying to the, my ex at the time, like, listen, <clears throat> you jump, I jump. Yeah. Like I'm, I won't like, you know, I, I, I don't, and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. So they showed me how, and he went first and I saw the relief on his face. Mm-hmm. Because now he was dope sick and he never experienced Ugh. that before. I know. I kept explaining about. to him, right? <laughs> you getting the sweats? Oh, that made me so nauseous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, so I watched just, I watched everything melt away when he did it. And I was like, oh shit. So I took it and I, I didn't, I really didn't like heroin. I just used it for the, to not be dope sick. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite, I mean, I was definitely an upper girl. Mm-hmm. And when I took that first fucking <laughs> relatable, hit, right? <laughs> I didn't want to be asleep. I wanted to be up doing shit. I had no time, and yeah. I needed more. Uppers <laughs> gave me right? more. Oh my god, way more of nothing because exactly. I didn't do shit. <laughs> I did a whole bunch of nothing, nothing. for oh, more time. That's me packing packing the same box eight times in four different mm-hmm. rooms. Me doing the same eyeshadow yeah. seven different times yeah. in one mirror <laughs> over seven hours. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I remember that hell that I jumped in, like it, I immediately, and like I told these guys at work who, you know, it's, I share my story with whoever needs or wants to hear it. And I remember the fall. Like, I remember like, it was like a, how the spiral starts. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And this like black cover just got pulled down over me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like I just stepped into fucking hell. Yeah. It's a whole different world. Yeah. Oh. Everything was dark. Even in the midday, it was like everything was just like this. Well, and that's what the people don't understand when they're like, "Well, why don't you just come back to reality?" Right. I'm not living in yours anymore. That's right. why. 
Because my reality and your reality are two different fucking realities. And it takes a whole nother thing like outside help or institutions or jail or death to bring us back into this reality. Right. And we're some of the very few blessed people who were welcomed back into this reality. A lot of people are still stuck in that other reality. They're still you know in active addiction they're still in the dark place right and we get to come out of the dark place and it's rare it's more rare from my perspective at least to survive active addiction because it's survival right than it is to and not just survive active addiction but to come out of it and to do recovery right because recovery is a whole nother different level of reality. Yeah. Getting sober is yeah. one thing and recovery is different. Well, because there's like being in the dark place, getting sober and staying dry. So living in like normy reality, right? And then right. there's living in recovery, which for me is living in the light. Right. And that's like the fourth dimension. I, I had that thought about a minute ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and it is. <clears throat> and it's freaking powerful like my life is beautiful today Mm -hmm. and I can truly say that I don't live in guilt and shame anymore there's times that I might feel guilty for a little bit but then Mm -hmm. I check myself to go okay wait a minute are you saying no just to say no or are you saying no for your benefit yeah because if I can't if I'm not okay anymore I can't show up for others yeah and most importantly myself Mm -hmm. like if I'm not okay I don't even show up for myself yeah and that's you know, I'm excited to see what happens with you. Like this yeah. whole journey of finding yourself and loving yourself because Yeah, this new I, steps is intense. I got to experience it, you know, my first time around. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I never shot my girls through the steps like some like you did, like mm-hmm. your first time. To, um, I shot through. Right. I did them in like four months. Right. And I didn't. And the reason I didn't mm, is I went through all of these different um I kind of I dealt with them all at once, mm-hmm. right? To where I was different levels of every, every step had different levels to it for me. Like it was the shallow, the mid, and then the deep. Mm-hmm. And not only in the, like I lost my obsession very early on and that's maybe why I didn't need to be shot through the steps for, you know, uh, relief of the drug and, you know, the addiction and the obsession. Yeah. But it was the heavy shit. And looking back now on how um, how stuck I was in that misery and that mindset of, oh, I'm a bad fucking person and, oh, I did all these shitty things. It's today I was like, Eesh. yeah, I did some shitty things. And you know what? The shame part. Would I have done that if I wasn't on drugs? That's the question I always ask myself. Yeah, And so what I did is when I got sober, and I think this is why it went away so fast for me, is that I took everything, everything from 14 to 42, threw it all in a box. Anything that I did during drugs and alcohol related with sexual relationships, breakups, cheating at that point, mm-hmm. um, stealing, theft, you know, anything. Um, I put it all in that box and I chalked it up and I wrote drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And I tossed it. 
because then I said, okay, now today, if I do these things today and I don't have drugs and alcohol in there, then does that make me the shitty person? Yeah. And so that's kind of where I like, you know, when I work with other women, I do that too. I'm like, hey, are you doing things that you did when you were using? Because if so, you might want to check your motives and see where you're at. Hmm. Versus, yeah, visuals, and it's it it worked for me. Yeah, I can because I mean that would work for me. So I feel that. Yeah, and and today I don't live in that crap anymore. Mm -hmm. And even people are like, "How can you get rid of it so fast?" I'm like, "Why would I want to hold on to it?" Yeah, exactly. Question. So why would you want me to hold on to it? Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, then I'm still going to make the same decisions as I did while I was living with all that. And so the cool, we have the power of choice today. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing is I was always taught as my choices, right? Yeah. Well, now it truly is. Right. So if I'm making the same choices as I made, right, then I am a shitty fucking person. If and I'm not, yep. then I'm not. <laughs> so those are the two things that I, right? So it was, what are you, how are you going to walk another woman through this if you're not willing to do it yourself? Mm-hmm. And then it was, would I be doing this? Okay, is this something that I did when I was on drugs and alcohol and chalk it up to that? And will I do it now? Well, and that's why my this thing we were talking about with me held so much fucking shame because it was the same choice. Right. In active addiction, I always chose to be a secret. Right. And I, again, chose to be a secret. Right. And that's why it's affected me for so long. What do, you, what do you always hear me him. say? Secrets keep us sick. Right? right? So it doesn't have anything to do with him. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It doesn't even have anything to do with like it all has to do with me right it all has to do with oh i made those same choices in using times to be a secret he doesn't have to tell his friends about me i don't i mean i tell my friends everything so my friends already knew what was up right but like our people would never have known right and our people okay Unless anybody's listening to this podcast and is doing freaking timeline matchup and is super fucking psycho, they have no idea what I'm talking about because they still don't know. Right. Save for you, me, you, me. Right. Those are the only five. Those yeah. are the only people. On well, the fucking and the person at the really meeting. Know. And the girls who lived in my house. Well, the person at the meeting too, right? So that you mm-hmm. told and that's um uh, that's oh got it yeah and and now it's like like i said i can walk with my head held high and i'm not a secret anymore and neither is my son like people were like oh my people thought he was my grandson right because he looked just mm-hmm. like my daughter and she's right around the, you know the age of oh, procreation yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah yeah i almost wanted to be like hey just pretend that would have been yours. like timeline yeah right mm-hmm. and all that stuff crossed my mind because i i was so I lived in a lot of shame and and the guilt was overbearing for sure and today I know like I'm not that person and I don't do shameful things today and yeah I may feel guilt from time to time with having to tell somebody no but they're they're called healthy boundaries today Mm -hmm. and I don't do it to be spiteful I do it for my own serenity and that's the difference I guess that's you know the answer to number 10 I do it for my own serenity you know what? I think that's actually the perfect place to end it. Because everything about guilt and shame for me is coming out of that dark place and coming into the light. And I think that without being willing to let go of guilt and without being willing to let go of shame, we're just staying in the same dark place. Yes. And I am still 
like walking out of the dark place. Like it's a little bit brighter. You know it's like nightlight right? right now. But... They know you that you can run out of there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am with this set of steps. I mean, Letitia's not giving me a choice. <clears throat> I'm like freaking <laughs> bolting. And it, but that's the amazing part about it mm-hmm. is that God has lit in your path. Get yeah. out of your own way, right? Damn it. Like I want to do these things. And yeah. it's like, no, he's, he's placed all the right people in your path. Crazy. And, and he's given me some people back. Right. You know, that I need in my life. So yeah. Thanks for coming on and talking to me. I, I had a blast with you. It was nice. Like I knew this was going to be an emotional one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what we talked about wasn't even a thing that I was going to bring up or thought of, and it got directed by somebody else. Yeah. I was like, we're just not going to talk about that today. And if I the conversation starts, I'm said- going to shut it down. <laughs> I said the same thing on the way here. Like, you know what? We're just going to have... The whole thing leading up, I was like, we're just going to shut it down. <laughs> and I don't think it was supposed to be. You know? It's like whether... it, it Healing came out of it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, even last night, I was like... Oh, it's going to be, it'll be good. Like, and I tried to think about what I would share on mm-hmm. and remembering that I'm not in the rooms right now. So, you know, I can plan it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but it's like, okay, putting your vulnerability out there for others to hear and not knowing who might hear it. Like mm-hmm. if I'm looking in a room, I can direct what I'm going to say based on um, if there's somebody in there, I don't want to hear a specific thing. Now I'm always honest about my shares. Mm hmm. But if there's something that could harm you in a fashion or Mm -hmm. give you a sideways jab, throw in shade, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that because it's not right. That that's something that can be held like this. And yeah, it was really where I was like, this is going to be this is going to be a good one for her. And it wasn't even about me. It was like, this is going to be a good one for her. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know (laughs) I didn't know what it would look like, but I was a blank page. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. think about anything I wanted to talk about. I mean, I knew what the topic was and that was it, but. It was a blank page. Yeah. And that's usually when, you know, the message comes out to to both of us. Yeah. And not realizing there's a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know how similar we are because I've listened to you so many times and just been like, fuck. (laughs) I fucking agree. (sighs) Yeah. Even when I don't, like, especially when I didn't want to agree, that's what would make me so mad. (laughs) Because I wanted to be like, she's wrong. But it's like, no, she's right because I feel the same way. Right. Damn it. But it's cool. It's been a beautiful growth process for, you know, and the amount of change so far with you and where you're about to go. Like, I don't even think you comprehend yet. Mm -mm, I don't. I want, I'm fully well aware. So if I could tell you right now, it looks amazing. Just keep moving forward. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for your time and having me. Thank you for being here. And what is it, God? Please show us, show us what you want us to see and light our path. Yep. Light our path. If you've enjoyed this episode of the but to alternatives podcast please subscribe rate and review you can also find more information including links to our social medias and some of the things that we discussed today at our website but to alternatives.com we really enjoyed having you here with us today and please always remember make smart choices